We need to, uh, where's Keith Grigsby? We need to get some church fans. If y'all gonna keep going Pentecostal like that. We need some church fans. And y'all know how it works, right? We need some church fans ordered. One side, picture of Martin Luther King. Other side, picture of a funeral home. All right, can, can you take care of that? <laughs> oh, boy. There's a lot going on. And it's really difficult as we try to plan the service to put all this stuff in an hour and a half. And we knew, it was like, man, we, we, we probably are not going to make it. Um, you know, the Bible says man devises the way, but God directs the steps. And we always got to let him, this is his church. We are his people. Um, we are not so monochronic that we can't let him have his way. Um, and we have a couple things to say. Um, I'll be sensitive to spirit. I may not be able to preach today, but we'll see what happens. There's still much more that we need to inform you about. Uh, the first thing, I want to thank God for the men who showed up Tuesday morning for Tighten Up, uh, Men of God Tackling Sexual Impurity. We had a wonderful kickoff um, this coming Tuesday at 6 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall, round two. Uh, we're calling this uh, Improving Your 40 Time, Fleeing from Sexual Immorality. So we're going to delve into the life of Joseph on Tuesday. Uh, but the key of that moment is the small group interaction. So if you can, brothers, make it a priority. Come on out. You can't do this by yourself. You can't live for Jesus. You alone live morally upright by yourself. You need the brothers. Iron sharpens iron. So this Tuesday, 6 o'clock, come on out. Um, before I share with you... Uh, an overview, Christy, our Christian education director, Christy McClellan, gave us a tidbit of the Christian Education Equipping Center last week. I'm going to give you a little bit more of a technical oversight of that today because it's very important, the things that I need to say to you about gearing up for our Christian education hour that starts the first Sunday in September at 9 o'clock. But before I do that, I have a friend here that I want to introduce to you. Um, this brother um, is a man of God who serves in a public school just a couple of miles down the road. And if you've been coming to Strong Tower, can you believe it? Uh, we haven't even really been here a year yet. We, we came in this building August 30th or 24th last year. And so here we are a year later almost. And uh, God thrust us into this harvest field. And, uh, and I believe to just continue to spread his message. Franklin has so many wonderful churches and ministries that God then thrust us here. And, uh, and one of our first efforts to try to serve the community was through the middle school, J.T. Moore. It's a multiracial middle school, multi-economic middle school, very much like our church. And so um, Dr. Gary Hughes has given me and Strong Tower and lasagna, an open door to come up to the school and just try to encourage the students and love on them well. And our plan last year was to let me go in, let me establish relationships with the teachers and the students, and then for this year to bring people with me, men and women. So there are opportunities for us to serve in this public school. 
Um, so, uh, but I want you to meet Dr. Hughes. Where are you, Dr. Hughes? Where are you? Would you come up? Y'all give my friend, Principal Gary Hughes, a hand. Introduce yourself to the folks, man. Good morning. came here this morning to talk about my school. I haven't been to church maybe 20 times in the past 30 years because it's never felt good enough. God has been messing with me back there. Big of a cry, baby. I tell you, I was sitting back there and he just won't leave me alone. I feel like I found a church to go to. It's just good to be in a place where God is alive and the Holy Spirit is moving. I just want to thank you for having me today. Forgive me for crying. I just have the greatest job in the world. I, I'm the principal of a middle school right down the road at J.T. Moore Middle School. I mean, I'm so blessed to get to take care of 700 kids every day and their families. And I'm so thankful to Pastor Chris for joining us and, and spending uh, a lot of many hours in the spring working with our kids in Lasagna. Um, just what a blessing she's been to me. And she came and helped us on opening day a couple of days ago and she wanted to help, and I didn't really know how to use her the best, and I just figured I hope God will help her find the right way, and she stood there at the door and greeted kids and their families, and she's one of the happiest human beings I have ever met, <laughs> and she just made a huge difference to our opening of school, but I'm here today to just thank you for helping out our school. We're a public school where um, I just need your help. We just can't do it. And I've got kids who are losing left and right. We're the, we're the highest performing middle school. It's a non-magnet middle school in Nashville. We're in the top 20% of all middle schools in the state. But this year alone, I've got 200 kids who can't read. And I've got 240 kids who can't do math on grade level. And there's not enough of me and my faculty to, to take care of them. And I just... 
come to you today to ask for whatever help you can give us. We just need people to reach out and, and love kids, kids who have nobody. I grew up about 100 miles from here. We were very poor, and, and I had a stepfather who did not love me. And I had the whole world, it seemed like it was pushing against me and didn't believe in me. And I was being told I could never do anything. I would never be anyone. But I had my mom and a neighbor down the road. And that neighbor down the road was the only man in my life who showed me that it's all right to be a good person and a man and to love other people. So I just encourage you to help encourage us and pray for us. And if you can give of your time or um, just prayers, we need people in our school to help us. We, the school system cannot do it alone. And I pray that um, you, you'll pray for the Metro Public School System. Every child needs somebody who's advocating for them. And we have so many kids who just have no one. Anyway, thank you for just letting me be here today. I, I can't talk very much, but thank you very much. And Dr. Hughes, this is your church family, man. This is your church. I'm your pastor. Ain't nothing changing that. <laughs> Amen. So in the hallway, Lasagna will be at a table. We're still getting these plans together. Um, but if you let us know, um, I know Taylor last year was wanting to go with me. Pastor, look, take me now. I said, wait a minute, Taylor, just hold on. Let me get my foot in the door. There, there are many ways to help and serve. Um, I've told you before, I refuse to be a part of a church that is only in-reach and upreach concerned. We must be outreach concerned, locally, nationally, and internationally. That's how we grow when we share our faith. And we don't always have to go in proselytizing. He knows that I don't go into a school trying to recruit kids for church. Or I just go in and love them. Just love them. And you, it, 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 it's amazing what God can do just when you just love kids. So there are many ways to do that. Lasagna will be in the hallway after church. We're finishing up our clothes pantry, uh, clothes closet and food pantry because there are kids there. Last year we brought underwear and belts and all kind of things. There are kids that have needs. Um, and then there are kids that need food. So we're still looking at the strategy of how we do that so that we don't rob them of their dignity. How do we help them meet felt needs without robbing them of their personal dignity? Um, but I want to thank you for all of the giving that you've done. We have so many clothes for the clothes closet. We have food we're collecting. Um, families have donated freezers. Um, and then even last year, when I told you about their need to raise that money to get the greenhouse, you got online and uh, they didn't win the first prize, but they ended up coming and getting $20,000 towards that greenhouse. And uh, so I'm honored to be a part. All right. Um, I see y'all standing ready to take up a big offering today. Amen. Let the church say amen. <laughs> but before you guys come, there's just a couple of things I need to say. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You, you have something to, who? Oh, it's Rebecca's mom? 
Okay, okay. Miss Sullivan, new grandma. Okay, you just had a new baby. Yes, yes, yes. This is not inappropriate. It's just Holy Spirit led. Um, I'm here visiting my... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I'm Luke Sullivan's mother-in-law. I'm Rebecca uh, Sullivan's mother, and I'm here really to take care of a new baby, but I brought uh, the other kids to church, and I'm so glad I came. I, I love coming here, but this is unusual. I want to just say to you, our church, I come from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the church that we're a downtown church, and there's an inner city school, an elementary school that our church took on. It was the lowest in Oklahoma when we started, and, and the church totally got involved got into the food, the closets, the reading programs. We have a global garden. It's a young woman who raised up and has planted a, a garden. They have after-school gardening. The academics, we have personal reading. Uh, it's amazing what this church has done. They have just taken on this school. The school is, I wish Steve were here because he has all the specifics and statistics, but the most important thing, I think it's like second in the state now because of one church that took it on. That's right. That's right. So we will get galvanized. Um, real quickly, I need to share something with you because as we care for children outside of this church, we still have a responsibility to care for children inside our church, our own children. So what I'm about to say is really important. So just give me a few moments uh, to share with you. And this is uh, an overview of the Christian Education Equipping Center that begins on September 7th uh, and will go through December 7th. This is when we will institute what some would call Sunday school, but as Christy said last week, it's really Sunday school on steroids. So um, for the adults, what we have that we're going to offer, we have several classes, as you'll see, um, discipleship counseling, financial peace, harmonizing science and faith, church membership, Parables through Middle Eastern lens, spiritual development and discipleship. Many, many classes to use in these new classrooms that God has given us with new desks and new tables, all of that. Uh, teachers who are excited to use their gift to serve you. So uh, we want you to sign up for that. For one of these classes, there is a cutoff, as we said last week, as far as uh, room capacity for the various classes. Okay, So different offerings are there. But also during that nine o'clock hour, the student ministry will be gathering in the house. And there are four classes that are being offered for the students and they will all be in that wonderful house that God has given us with different rooms and compartments. And many of you are serving our students. We've got Boys to Men, which is a journey through spiritual masculinity, creation, how science validates the Bible, biblical account of creation, arms wide open, a view of scripture through a Middle Eastern lens, and then Financial Peace University Student Edition. Praise the Lord. So we're serious about this, all right? We are serious about equipping the saints. But also, not only do we minister to the adults and the teens, but we also minister to our children, which we call the GDK kids, or the God's Diverse Kingdom kids. So during that 9 o'clock hour, we will have nursery, toddlers, and twos. We will have three, four, and five-year-olds, We'll also have first through fifth grade being ministered to during the nine o'clock hour. But we need more volunteers. We haven't quite hit our number. 
So we still need for nursery and toddlers two people who can serve two times per month. So if you're not going to one of the adult classes or you're not teaching those classes or if you are not helping with the students, we need you to assist us during the nine o'clock to 10, 10 hour. We need four people to serve twice a month for the threes, fours and fives. And then for the first through fifth grade, we need four people. So we need 10 altogether. Now, if we, for some reason, can't get that number, then we may have to make some changes to the classes, which we don't want to do. But I know we can get the number that we need. Um, you'll also see preschool opportunities. Um, when we look at GDK kids during the 1030 worship service. So during worship, so 9 to 10, 10 is over. Church starts at 1030. We will have what we have right now, nursery toddlers and young twos, older twos and threes, four-year-olds, five-year-olds. It takes a lot to do this. And I'm thankful for Ebony Lovely, our director. She does a great job. And, uh, but it will not work if we don't participate. It takes an entire church. These are our children. So the volunteers that are needed, you see there another total of 10 during the church hour. And then during the church hour, now we have elementary opportunities. Those were preschool. Now we have elementary. Uh, I know y'all just thought we'd drop all the kids in one big group and had them fend for themselves. No, we don't do that because we want to present your child back to you the way you present your child to us. So we've got to break them up by ages. We have first, second, third grade, fourth and fifth grade boys, fourth and fifth grade girls. Can somebody say amen for dividing the boys and girls in the fourth and fifth grade? And so that leaves us with 13. Oh, boy. And then when you look at all of the volunteers we need to make the nine o'clock hour and the church hour work for preschool as well as for elementary, we need a total of 33 people. Some of us have a calling on our lives to serve children. And for you, it's not work because God gives you the energy, the passion, the desire for that. Others of us, man, it may be work. But dig this, though. We're going to turn 33 into 10. We're going to turn 33 into 10. Now, Pastor, how are we going to turn 33 volunteers into 10? Because here's how we're going to do it. Because everybody's going to help with this. If you are a parent and you bring your children to church, you will just not be a parent who drops them off and get a break and come worship. Yeah, that's important. You've got to have that. But you will also be a parent that when you bring your kids, you will also be in the pool to be called upon to help out on various Sundays so that other people can get a break and just go worship. Because it's not just about you. Jesus came to serve and we need to come to church to serve and not just to be served. So Ebony has brought in the Helping Hands ministry. Here's how we can help. And I'm almost done. Safety is a number one priority, so we've got to have adults in these classrooms. You need that. We need that. Our children need that. We believe that the family is responsible to serve all of our children. Thirdly, because children's ministry is vital to our church and a very important aspect of our ministry, we will be bringing in helping hands. By implementing this rotation, we will be able to serve our kids well, and our need for volunteers will drop from 33 to 10. What is Helping Hands, Pastor? Well, it's where all, let the church say all, all parents. Now, if you want to move your membership for this, please do so right now. 
Because if you don't want to serve, we don't want you here anyway. Somebody else who will serve will be glad to take that seat. All right? <laughs> Dang, Pastor, calm down. Yeah, it's about the kids, man. It's about the kids, man. Helping hands is where all of us are placed on a rotation to serve about once every six weeks. We did this once before, but some of the people in the body of Christ can be trifling. Some of them, not y'all, but some, meaning that when it was their time to serve, they conveniently missed church that Sunday. Or we've seen people when it was their time to serve, they sit right in the pew when their name is on the board and we're calling them and they sit and looking right at me like, I ain't going back there. Now, it was a good thing I didn't jump off the stage and lay hands. He's growing me. He's growing me. He's growing me. But we're bringing this back. Everybody, man, helping hands is just that you are only responsible for assisting the small group leader and you will not be responsible for any lesson preparation or teaching. So if you're a member or a regular attender who is not a parent and you'd like to serve in this way, please fill out a connect card and let us know. And each helping hand will be contacted in advance with your assigned date so you will know when you are scheduled to serve. So please help us reach our goal where adults are being served, students are being served, and our children are being served. Come the first Sunday of September, this place is going to be jumping. Nine o'clock, that parking lot's going to be full. We're going to be getting better equipped. You may not have got a chance to share your testimony in here, but in a small group setting in your class, you might be able to talk about what the Lord is doing. So we're going to grow as a church when we get into these small groups and get more Christian education. Our kids are going to grow. You're going to grow by serving. So, man, our church, the quality of our church is going to improve come September. But there's an enemy that doesn't want it to happen. But um, mm -mm, no, he can't. He cannot. No, 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 no. He ain't going to stop what God's doing here. So I've been praying that God would move on the people of God the way he did when Moses said, I need an offering for the tabernacle. And so many people brought stuff for the tabernacle that Moses says, stop, we have enough. We need 33 people, but we can turn it to 10. I pray that there will be people who will say to Ebony, where is Ebony? Where is the lovely Ebony at? Is she in here or in the back? Okay. If the spirit, the same spirit that was moving on Dr. Gary, same spirit that was moving on my sister, same spirit that was moving on Stephanie, all of us, that if he's moving on you, you go to this lady and you say, I'm one of the 10. And I pray she'd come back and tell me on Tuesday in the staff meet, Pastor, I had 30 people come up to me and say that they're ready to help, they're happy to help, because there have been some staff meetings where she's looked very tired. And we don't, that, that's not her burden to carry. She's our director. We help carry this burden. So y'all see her. She's in this beautiful turquoise dress today. Brian is so happy to have this woman as his wife. So y'all come up to her and say, the spirit of God spoke to me. Let's pray. Lord, speak. These are our kids. We love them. And what a privilege we get to serve them. Use us, Lord. And if that means we have to wait on a class We'll take the class in the spring if we can't take it now. But may our children's workers who have been so faithful not feel like they are alone. Lord, we want what we do here to just overflow into what we are going to do in the schools. Just love children. Thank you, Jesus, for your example where you said, let the children come to me for theirs is the kingdom of God. Father, we pray that you 
pour out your spirit in ways that would just amaze us all. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's praise him in advance for the people we're going to get. We're going to get all of the people. I got that kind of faith. And you're going to be smiling Tuesday in the name of Jesus. Go up to her. I mean that. Go up to her. All right. All right. I am not going to be able to preach today. We got a couple other things left. Um, and I had a good message, too. I had a good message. Man, it's always a good message when you come out the word. Amen. Amen. But right now, I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward. And as they're coming, I'm asking two of our Christian education teachers to come just to highlight their class. All right. So Elder Clifton and Sister Christie, they're going to come right now. Brasser, and they're going to tell us about the Middle Eastern uh, class where we're going to see the scripture through Middle Eastern lens. So you guys come. Let me pray for the offering. Father, bless this offering. Thank you for meeting the needs of this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Give cheerfully. There's a praise on the inside. Uh-huh. And I can't keep it to myself. There's a holler. Oh, y'all, excuse me. I know I'm out of order. I'm going to let Sister Christy come first and all, but all of this that has been going on this morning, my wife and I were talking about it all week long, and to see what the Holy Spirit has done today to bring it to fruition, Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. You're on a roll. You should have just kept going. (laughs) I actually am not talking about the Israel class. Um, Most of you ladies should have gotten one of these as you walked in the door. Um, We are talking about women's ministry, and we're kicking it off on August 23rd, which is a Saturday. There is a child care provided if you need it. We've been working to set the table. We've been praying for all of you. Could I have any of the table shepherds that are here just stand up? We have a team that's been um, praying and doing things. I have one, two... There's 20 of us. They're just not all here right now. Um, we've been praying for you, and we're excited for you to come. We ask you to come out, take the time. It's just a chance to fellowship, to love on each other, to hear each other's testimonies, and to spend time in the Word. So come on out. And I get to tell you and all about and all the class coming up and all that. Uh, Christy McCullen and I and all get to teach together. And I call Christy and all the lioness of Judah and all. And I get to, I get to teach and all with her. And so um, we're going to be teaching the parables through uh, the parables of Jesus through the eyes of the Middle Eastern lens. And if you um, wanted to know and all about the parables, this is your opportunity you know, to come out and learn about and all the parables through a different lens. And the way we're going to do this, there are 11 parables, and Christy and I have selected four of them um, for, um, that we're going to teach. And we're going to start out now with the parable of the great banquet. And um, then uh, we're going to talk about the parable of the rich fool, the parable of the good Samaritan, and then the parable of the compassionate employer. And out of the 11 parables, we started with these two, and two are my favorite and two are Christie's favorite. And the way we're going to do this is that the first class session, we're going to teach it now through Western lenses. Then the second session, we're going to come back and teach it now through the eyes of the Middle Eastern uh, lens. Um, because when you, when you look at it now through 
the historical perspective of what was going on at the time and the culture uh, that people had to uh, deal with, you get an entirely different perspective. And so as I begin to uh, start uh, reading for uh, the classes that we're going to teach, one of the things you know, that the introductory session was selling, or saying was that you know, the parables is like inviting us into a residence. And so, how many of you live in a residence? All right? Now, I know all of y'all live in a residence somewhere. Because <laughs> uh, I haven't seen you on the homeless front, you know, so I know you live in a residence you know, somewhere. And so, each residence you now have different windows. And when you go to a window and you look out of the, the window, you get a different perspective every time you go to a different window within your house. And so the parables is like living in a residence and you get a lot of views from different windows based on the historical perspective of what's going on, the cultural perspective and all of what's going on. And we have a tendency that if it's not logical, it doesn't compute with us. And so we are really excited about uh, teaching the parables of Jesus through the eyes of the Middle Eastern lens, and classes are filling up now fast. So make sure and all that you uh, sign up, and we will see you in class on uh, the first Sunday in uh, September, September the seventh. Amen? Amen. All right. You can sign up. Amen. For all of these online on the hub, go to the Strong Tower Bible Church website. And all the information is there to sign up. Can you give me five more minutes? Can you give me five more minutes? Can you give me five more minutes? I'm going to take the five, but can you give me five more minutes? I'm so thankful for my elders. Thank you for being a seasoned man of God. Thank you for loving your wife and your family so well. Um, just honored to serve with you. And next week, I've asked Elder Tyler to come because this children's ministry is so important. I've asked him, would you come and just talk to us, Dr about children's ministry and loving our children well. And we'll just continue to pour this in because, man, once September hits, we're going, we're going to be rolling. And then I believe on the last Sunday in August, I'll talk about what's going on in Israel right now. I'll, I'll take a Sunday and talk about the, the conflict that is going on and the persecution that is happening even in Iraq against Christians. So uh, we want to be reminded that um, our faith stemmed from the Middle East um, and that we're to be globally aware as Christians that we may pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, but to end this testimony in baptism service, to end this, we're going to end with one more testimony today. And I'm going to ask my brother, my, my oldest brother, Harold, to come and take five minutes and tell you what the Lord is doing in his life. Y'all give my brother Harold Williamson Jr. a hand. Well, I'm going to walk y'all through uh, 30 years in about five minutes. Uh, my story started off when I was about 14. I picked up a glass of uh, alcohol and I didn't put that glass down until I was 44. Uh, in between that, I um, had a 23-year uh, heroin addiction. Uh, I've been homeless for 10 years. I spent about a total of nine years in prison. And God took all of that. In five seconds, he delivered me. Now, I got saved in 1988. 
but it wasn't until 2003 when one of my daughters looked at me for five seconds and our eyes talked to each other and she was like, is this it? Is this my father? Is this how it's going to end? And right then and there, God told me, you threw, you lost, throw in the towel. Now it's time for me to go ahead and, and, and guide you and lead you. So I thank God for that five seconds that uh, he delivered me. And I thank God for my um, brother who took me in uh, uh, under his wing, my baby brother, taking his oldest brother under his wing. And last month, it's been 11 years since I've been um, free of drugs, alcohol, and everything else. So I thank God for that. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Pastor John, come on back out here. Oh, man. Remain standing. Remain standing. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Let's close with a hymn, with a song, and pass the closes in prayer. Was it all right to be here today? Say amen. What's up, Ron? Amazing grace, how sweet the We're standing here because of your grace, because of your love, because of the mercy that you have given us and shown us time after time. So as we leave this place, Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your love for us, God. Thank you for the testimonies that we've heard today. Thank you for the stories that you're writing, Father God. And we just pray right now that we're able to hear your voice every step that we take, Father God. we ever start veering off God start bringing us back Lord we just we love you so much help us to share with the world God help help us to to share with the world our story so much that they just start leaking out and somebody saying I don't know if you're a believer or not but let me tell you about somebody who's changed my life 
So as we leave this place, God, keep us safe, keep us covered, keep us surrounded by your love and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be blessed.
Thank you.